Hi, and welcome to this English lesson about uh, the military. So uh, it's kind of an interesting topic uh, for me. It might not be a super interesting topic for all of you, but uh, welcome to this English lesson. Uh, I'm not going to wear the hat for the whole lesson. And uh, just let me check to make sure everything's working. Uh, I'm not gonna wear the hat for the whole lesson, sorry. It, the hat's actually a little bit too small for me. Um, if you're wondering where I got the military hat from, uh, I went to the, uh, there's a room in our school where we have all costumes for plays that we do. Um, and I was looking for like a military helmet, but I found this uh, military hat. Um, I've never actually been in the military, just so you know. Um, I'm not really a military kind of person, but uh, I thought it would be a good time to do a lesson on the military. I have a long list of lessons that I want to do over the next few Fridays. Uh, today's topic is the military. So I do apologize that this is an hour different for some of you. For some of you, uh, this live stream, the time seems to have changed. For me, it is the same time because in Canada last weekend, we switched to daylight savings time. So that means we turned our clocks back an hour. Um, and now for you, it might seem like the live stream time has changed. For me, it's the same time. So anyways, let's talk about uh, the military. So um, I have a few things to talk about. Mostly, I thought it would be a good topic because you probably read news stories sometimes that talk about military type things. Um, and you probably hear news stories from time to time about the military, so I thought it would be a good topic. I want to stop and say hi to everyone who's here. Uh, thanks to all the people who were here in the chat earlier. Uh, thanks to those of you that figured out that this was earlier today. Hi to Sean from Pre99. Sean just moved over the last couple of weeks, so he hasn't been here for a bit, but hi, Sean. Uh, hi, Isabel. Hi, Lolly. Hi, Deekshanch. Hi to all the regulars out there and all the members. So let's talk about the military. Let's get this taken care of. So another word for the military is the armed forces. In fact, we use this uh, word or this phrase a lot more often in English, uh, especially in Canada. So quite often you will say, oh, did you hear that Joe joined the army? Or you would say, oh, he's in the armed forces. Um, that doesn't mean uh, that you are saying he's in the army. He could be in one of the many different uh, aspects of the armed forces. But when someone is in the military, uh, we say that they are in the armed forces. Probably a lot more common uh, than saying that they are in the military. You know, I have students who graduate uh, and sometimes they join the army. Uh, and I would say, oh yeah, they're in the armed forces. I don't know if you knew, but they've, they joined the armed forces. So your first word is armed forces. Um, just backing up a bit for people who are just joining, we are doing an English lesson right now on the military uh, and we have just gotten started. Um, if you're new here, uh, don't forget to subscribe and also if you have a question, please use the link that Todd will be uh, sharing in the chat. So uh, Todd is here today helping out as a moderator so he will uh, put a link there every once in a while uh, and you can ask some questions. There are... Oh, sorry, I have to check something for a sec here. I was having technical difficulties earlier, and let me see here. Let's see. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, never mind. I There were some technical problems. The quality of the video might be a bit lower today. So anyways, um, here we go. So there are different parts of the armed forces. There is the army. 
and you will see that the army is uh, a bunch of guys are running here with their guns. This would be the army. Uh, the army is probably one of the first um, branches of the armed forces that was invented way back in history. Uh, simply uh, made up of men and women who go and they fight. So you have the army. Eventually though, once mankind or once human beings were able to make boats, uh, we started to have a branch of the military called the navy. So obviously the navy is made up of people who fight from boats. Um, so as armies fight on land, navies fight from the sea or from the ocean. Um, I do want to stop and just mention though that um, my view on the military and my view on what war is, is that it's something we should avoid all the time. I understand that we live in a world where uh, people do things and eventually there are wars and there are conflicts, but my hope as uh, someone on this planet would be that we, we have a day in the future someday where there is no need to have armies. That would be a beautiful day for me where everyone just lives in peace. But anyways, when you're learning a language, you do need to learn about all aspects of it. So today we're going to talk about the military. So army, navy. Um, once uh, we invented flight, once we were able to fly, uh, I'm sure very soon after that, um, uh, different countries around the world had air, uh, invented air forces or started to have an air force. So obviously an air force uh, is made up of airplanes um, and there are a lot of different kinds of airplanes in an air force. There are fighter jets, there are bombers, uh, and I won't go into all the details. I'm not a military expert, um, but you also have the air force is another branch of the military. And in some countries, you have what are called the Marines. Not every country has a Marine force, um, but the Marines in the United States, um, my closest neighbor, the Marines are basically naval infantry. Um, so they are, I guess, soldiers that um, are part of the Navy. Um, maybe they're not part of the Navy, don't quote me on that. But Marines are generally soldiers that fight after being deployed from a ship. Um, so uh, in Canada, I don't think we have Marines. I know we have an Air Force and a Navy and we have an Army. Um, but we don't have Marines. I think we have Marines, but they are part of one of the other branches of the military. Someone can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Uh, and then we also have, this isn't really considered part of the military necessarily, but it can be uh, because, well, maybe it is part of the military, but a lot of countries will have a Coast Guard. So if you live in a country that is on the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean, uh, or one of the other oceans in the world, quite often you will have a coast guard. So you will have ships that kind of guard your coast. In Canada, um, these, I don't think these are US coast guard. Yeah, in Canada, our coast guard has a lot of work to do because we are surrounded on three sides uh, by water or ice. So our coast guard is usually pretty busy um, just kind of patrolling our shores. So anyways, uh, hello to all the 266 people watching. We are doing a little English lesson about the military right now. Um, and so uh, this is uh, the topic for today. I'm losing track of what I'm saying once in a while. But this is the topic for today. I'm going to jump over and answer some of the questions that are popping up. Uh, and we will go from there. Um, first question is from Valeri. 
Hello, Bob. Hello, Larry. Did you serve in the Canadian Army? What does it mean? Shush and wish you a great weekend. No, I have not served in any branch of the military. Okay, I have not. I, I have not been in the army. I have not been in the navy. Canada does not require its citizens to serve in the military. I know in some countries there's mandatory service. I know some countries like South Korea and Israel have mandatory military service. So at a certain age, you're required to be in the military for one or two years. In Canada, we don't have that. So I have not been in the military. And shush just means be quiet. If you say to someone, shush, it means that you want them to be quiet. Um, Deekshanch has the next question. Deekshanch says, have you ever tried an MRE, a meal ready to eat that is given to the soldiers? No, I have not. But what Deekshanch is talking about is um, when you're in the army or when you're in the military, um, they give you meals that are in a little pouch. And I think you open it and you pour hot water in and mix it up and it's a meal ready to eat. Or it might just be a meal, uh, it might just be a bar of food that's just in a little foil package uh, that you eat. So... Interesting. I'd be curious to know how many of you have been in the military. I know some of you uh, have uh, are from countries where you are required to do military service. So um, let's see here. Um, Henry from Taiwan. Hi, Teacher Bob. Hi, Henry. Have you ever visited a military base and their community commis commissary in Canada? No, I have not visited a military base in Canada. So just give me a sec here. I got to take care of something. Um... Just one sec. Nope. So, sorry for the pause there. Um, I just had to respond. Someone was trying to fix something on our computer network. So, anyways. Um, let me see. Next question. Let me uh, have... Uh, remember, I will only uh, be answering questions that are uh, related to the topic. Um, and I will only be answering questions because of the nature of the topic. I will only be answering questions that are not controversial. Okay. So I already see in my list of questions, people are um, mentioning things that I will not be mentioning here. I know when you talk about the military, there are countries that are currently having conflicts against each other, or there is, um, we, we would say no love lost between them. So if your question is directed at um, saying something mean about another country, I will not be looking at that question, okay? Just because I want to keep things peaceful in this, uh, this chat. So keep your questions uh, peaceful as well. Uh, Vitaly Smirnov says, hello, Teacher Bob. Is it mandatory to serve in the Army in Canada? It is mandatory in Russia, and I did it in 2016. So no, it's not mandatory in Canada. I didn't know that though, Vitaly, that it's mandatory in Russia. That's an interesting thing to know. Um, it's, uh, I think it's quite common in a lot of countries in the world. Next question is from Greg. Hello, coach. Thank you for your work and good luck in everything. Have a nice day. You too. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, Amal has the next question. Amal says, hi, Bob. I just want to say I'm happy to see you back in a live uh, lesson. Thank you very much, Amal. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. And then Pratt's. I know these aren't related to the topic. Pratt says, hi, Bob. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, thank you for your videos. You are very welcome. Um, let's see. Siraj says, what is the meaning of strategic location? So 
When you look at how militaries work in the world, they are always looking to find a strategic advantage or to be in a strategic location. Um, that's why something like a high mountain is usually considered a strategic location. Sometimes certain islands in the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean are considered strategic locations. If you study the history of war, uh, you will realize that there are certain parts of the world where it's just strategic uh, for people uh, to, um, to take over or to occupy that particular area. Let's see here. Um, next one. Um, next one is from Shashi. Which word often should we use when there is war between two countries? So we don't often say war. A lot of times we'll use conflict. You know, like there are conflict, there is conflict between these two countries. Um, sometimes we will say that there is war, but usually we will say uh, that, you know, in this part of the world, these two countries, uh, there, there, was, um, there was conflict yesterday or they engaged each other or they fired on each other. Um, we don't often use the word war until it becomes quite, quite large to say, you know, these two countries are at war with each other. In fact, that is the next two uh, slides that I have here. So we have war. Um, here you'll see that there are a bunch of soldiers firing a very large gun. Okay, so um, this is war. So war would be when a country declares war on another country or if a country is at war. Um, so this is more than just two different armies firing at each other for a bit and then stopping. This would be when two countries are actively trying to do harm to each other. That would be war. A conflict is um, not quite as large scale as a war. So a conflict is when two countries dispute a border and from time to time, they do actually have some conflict or they do actually fight each other, um, but where there's no like open state of war happening. So a conflict is a little less widespread than a war. I hope that made some sense. I see someone in the chat saying, I hate war. I think that I, I think most people in the world would agree that war is bad. Um, I would love it if uh, if the world was just more peaceful. Okay. Um, I wish that, so this is a person who's just kind of meditating uh, out by the beach while the sun goes down, or maybe the sun is coming up. Um, but uh, I think that if we had a perfect world, there would be peace and there would be no war. It would be so nice if we just had less people fighting uh, around the world. So um, the opposite of war is peace. Sometimes when there is a war, there will be what's called a ceasefire. So the two sides will, uh, will agree that they will not fire on each other. They will not attack each other for a certain period of time. Um, often a ceasefire can lead to peace. A ceasefire can be the beginning of a peaceful discussion. Um, so when you have two sides where there is a conflict, uh, sometimes they will send different people to talk and they will agree to have a ceasefire. Um, a ceasefire can lead to a treaty between two countries. That's when they sign um, an agreement not to fight anymore and it can lead to peace. So ceasefires are good, I think. Um, I'll do one or two more and we'll look at the questions. Um, when you have a whole bunch of military personnel or soldiers in one spot, 
um, they build what's called a military base. Okay, so a military base. Um, there can be military bases all over. Um, there can in Canada right now. Our one of our military bases in northern Ontario is being used to quarantine people who have the coronavirus. Okay, so a military base isn't just used during war. It can be used at other times of year as well, or at other times as well. For instance, when people are having uh, difficulty uh, with something like a virus. Um, I didn't mention what you call the people in each different branch of the military, but in the army, you would have soldiers. So a soldier serves in the army. In the navy, you would have sailors. So a sailor serves in the navy. In the air force, you will have more than just pilots, but the people who fly the plane are called pilots. Um, so a pilot flies an airplane. Uh, and then you might also have someone called a paratrooper. A paratrooper is someone who jumps out of a plane with a parachute on. So those are the names of the different people that you would have in the military. Um, you have soldiers in the army, sailors in the navy, pilots in the air force, and paratroopers who also I think are in the air force, but I'm not 100% sure. I think the army also can have paratroopers. Um, within the army, you will have ranks, okay? So when you join the army, you get a rank and you can work your way up through the ranks. So you can go from being just a regular soldier to being a sergeant or to being a colonel or uh, in the Navy, you can work your way up to be a, uh, an admiral. Uh, but in the Navy, you have different ranks. Um, this guy has, he looks like he's a pretty high rank in whatever army or Navy he is in. Um, you also have what you would call officers. So an officer um, is someone who commands the troops. An officer is someone who is in charge of the other people who are in the military. Um, let's go back to the questions and see if there are any questions for me to answer. I know there will be a lot. Let's see here. Um, next question is from Nathan. Nathan says, hi, teacher Bob, how are you doing? So how would it be, can I say, for instance, I've served in my country in the infantry. Thank you. So the infantry is part of the army. I'm pretty sure the infantry uh, would be considered part of the army. Uh, in the infantry, uh, you are someone who is a soldier, right? You are on the ground. Um, so I would say that you would just say, oh, I served in the infantry, um, which would be the same as saying that you served in the army, I think. Let's see here. Um, I have a lot of thanks. <laughs> Um, I have a lot of thanks in the questions, so I'm not going to share all of them, but I do appreciate all of you that are thanking me. I do want to mention if you are here for the first time, uh, don't forget to click that subscribe button over there. And thank you so much uh, for watching this video. Uh, give me a thumbs up if it helps you a bit. Let's go to the next question though. Uh, Julie says, hi, Bob, is there, oh, is there a space army in Canada? Thanks. So no, we don't have an army that can go in space. I know that I think the United States now has a branch of their military. You'll have to look this up. That might eventually be in space, but currently in Canada, we do not have, um, we do not have a, a branch of the military that goes to space. Uh, let me clean up my questions here, guys, and we'll get things, uh, keep things moving. Um, Free99 has the same question. He says, what is Space Force? 
So Space Force, I'm just looking it up quick. Uh, the United States Space Force is the Space Warfare Service branch of the United States military. So yes, the US has uh, currently a Space Force. Sorry, my, my nose is itchy. It's really hard to not scratch my nose right now. Um, let's go to the next question though. Um, Nietzsche says, how about the police military in Canada? So in Canada, we have different branches of the military, uh, but we also do have military police. Um, in the armed forces, they have their own police officers that take care of crimes that would be committed on military bases, etc. So um, we definitely do have military police in Canada. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Next question is from Kanguyan. Why do the army or why do people in the army wear a helmet? I think just to protect their head. If you look at a picture of a soldier, they often have a bulletproof vest. They're often wearing a helmet. They often have protective eyewear um, so that as they are fighting, they can be more protected from getting injured. So uh, definitely in the army, people do wear protective gear so that they can stay um, protected. Let's see here. Um, um, Mr. Novem has the next question. Mr. Novem says, hi, Mr. Bob. Good evening from China. Uh, thank you so much. And this is the class that I've waited for a long time. It's going to be awesome if you can introduce some weapons. So I'm not going to talk a lot about weapons. I will get to a few different types of weapons towards the end. Um, but mostly this is just uh, a live stream lesson to understand English words and phrases so that when you're reading the news, you are able to understand them better. Uh, Alex says, can you talk about the rank system in the military, like lieutenant and captain, etc.? So I don't know the exact order of how ranks work in the military. What I do know, though, is that if you join the military, you start at the bottom. If you are really good at doing your job and the officers see that, eventually you might get promoted and then you will slowly work your way up through the ranks. That's how we say that in English. We would say, oh, he joined the Navy and he worked his way up through the ranks and now he is the captain of a ship. Um, I think it's a captain. Uh, I'm not the best person to talk about the actual ranks. <laughs> but anyways, Alina P says, are you an army officer, Bob, uh, Robert? No, I am not an army officer. I have not served in the army and I have not served in the reserves either. The reserves in Canada are a segment of the military where people with jobs go on the weekend and practice being in the army. Um, I don't do that either. So anyways, when someone in the army takes a break, we would say that they are on leave. So this person, you can see he's visiting with his little kid. Um, he is most likely on leave. So you are either deployed when you are in the army or you are at a military base or you are on leave. So there are different uh, statuses uh, when you are in the army. So this person in this picture is on leave, taking some time to visit. I hope this isn't too controversial, but we need to talk about what an ally is. So in the world, different countries are allies of other countries. Canada is an ally of the United States and Britain, uh, the UK. Um, we are allies with many countries around the world. I don't want to get into too many details. Um, because once again, I don't think it's worthwhile talking about who we consider allies and who we don't. Um, 
But my wish would be that Canada would eventually be allies with every country in the world and that we would all get along. So I need to talk about enemies as well. So we all have one common enemy right now, um, and it's a virus. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh about that, but I, I couldn't think of what picture to put for enemy um, because I didn't want to put any picture of people from a part of the world where um, I, I just really like the people from that part of the world. I didn't want to accidentally uh, say that someone was my enemy because for Bob the Canadian, no one is my enemy. Um, but this virus is currently our enemy. Okay, The whole world right now has one common enemy and it is the coronavirus. So hopefully we can get um, control of this. In Canada, um, things have changed rather rapidly. As of yesterday, school is cancelled in Ontario for three weeks. So right now there's just no school till April 5th. Um, I'm not sure yet what that means for me. Um, I don't work in the public school. I work in a private school. Um, but my understanding is that um, most schools in most parts of Canada are now going to be closed. I'm not sure, Sean, if things have changed in your province yet. Uh, maybe let us know in the chat. But right now in Ontario, as of yesterday, schools are closed because of our common enemy, the coronavirus. We want to try and slow down the spread of this virus. So schools are closed. Um, I'm not sure what I think about that yet. I'm happy that we're trying to slow down the spread of the virus. But I also really like teaching. So um, to be at home uh, or to not have students in my classroom for three weeks, I think will be a little bit sad for me. So um, there are different things in the different branches of the military that you will recognize here. This type of ship is called an aircraft carrier. Um, so an aircraft carrier is a boat that carries airplanes or aircraft, okay? This is probably one of the most common ships in the United States Navy. I don't know any details. I don't think Canada has any aircraft carriers, but this would be an aircraft carrier. There are smaller boats in the Navy that are called destroyers. Um, so I think these are destroyers. Some of you might tell me I'm wrong. Maybe they're battleships or something else, but you have aircraft carriers and you have um, destroyers. Sean says, business as usual over here, only one presumptive case here so far. So in Sean's province, there is only one potential case of coronavirus. In my province, there's over 100. So I think that's why we're being extra cautious and closing our schools. Um, also in the Navy, you will have submarines. Um, so a submarine is an ocean-going vessel that can go uh, underwater. Um, so you have submarines, aircraft carriers, and destroyers. Um, let's take a look at some questions for a sec as we move along. Um, remember, I'm only answering questions that are related to the topic of the military. Um, next question is from Nina. Uh, let's see here. Oh, no, from Agrippina. Sorry, I almost skipped one. Agrippina says, good morning. What does FBI mean? So in the United States, the FBI is the Federal Bureau, Bureau, uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Um, are these forces related to the military? Somewhat. They aren't considered part of the armed forces, but every country also has um, different branches that investigate things. Okay, 
Um, and as what do these forces do? Thank you in advance. There might be some mistakes. So in Canada, the equivalent of the FBI is the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So they don't go out into the world if there was conflict, but they take care of investigating things that happen in our country. So that's what the RCMP would do. Let's see here. Um, next question is from Nina. Yeah, let me get that pasted over. Nina says, morning, Bob. Morning, Nina. I hope you are feeling well. Can you explain what is the difference between RCMP and the local police for responsibilities? And what about the federal police? So, yes, in Canada, we have the local police. In my area, the local police take care of anything that happens in this area. We also have the provincial police. So the Ontario provincial police take care of things that happen in the province of Ontario. And then we have the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And they, keep, they take care of any policing that needs to be done across the entire country. Renata Kubata says, Hi Bob, could you explain what a platoon is? So a platoon is a large group of soldiers. And I'm actually going to look it up so that we get the numbers right. Um, Let's see here. What is a what is a platoon? So when you're in the army, you're in a platoon or a division, those kinds of things. So a platoon is a subdivision of a company of soldiers, usually forming a tactical unit that is commanded by a lieutenant. So a platoon is a fairly large group of people uh, that work together in the army. Let's see here. Um, Irina, let's see here. Arena says, good morning, Bob. Nice to see you. My question is, do you know Canadian who is famous or heroes, military heroes, maybe during World War I or II? Thanks. I wish you good health. So I don't want to go into too many details, um, but there are some Canadian war heroes, obviously. Um, you would need to do some research to figure those out. But I will share, um, instead of sharing heroes, I will share an interesting fact about World War II. So my parents and my grandparents moved to Canada after World War II from the country of Holland. They moved here from the Netherlands. Sorry, Holland and the Netherlands are the same country in English. We have two names for Holland. Um, so I, the fact that you are learning English from Bob the Canadian, uh, the fact that I am Canadian, is directly related to the fact that, uh, directly related to the fact that there was a war in Europe many, many years ago. So after World War II, my grandparents sold their farm in Holland and they moved to Canada uh, and they took all of their kids with them, including my dad when his family came and my mom when her family came. And then I was born in Canada. I am what's considered a first generation uh, Canadian. Okay, so my parents were immigrants. I'm considered a first generation. And it's all directly related to World War II. After World War II, uh, my grandparents wanted to leave Holland. They didn't like staying there. Um, so that's why I look kind of Dutch, just because my parents both came uh, from Holland when they were kids. Um, hi, Bob. I'm from Vietnam. Is Area 51 a secret military base? So often in the movies, when they talk about aliens or UFOs, unidentified flying objects, they will talk about Area 51, where they think uh, the U.S. has um, done research on alien life. So I don't know a lot about it. Um, a lot of it is fiction. But yes, I have definitely heard of uh, alien or Area 51. Let's see here. Um, Anel says, 
Bonjour de France, Bob. Thank you very much. Does Canada have within America or French protectorate in the past? So I don't know a lot about Canadian history uh, or whether we have any protectorates. A protectorate is a territory that an army protects um, in a different part of the world. As far as I know, Canada does not have any protectorates right now. Um, let's see here. Elio has the next question. Elio says, I was wondering if soldiers have good salary. So I don't know how much soldiers get paid. That's an interesting question. I'm not sure if serving in the armed forces, whether you earn a lot of money. What I do know is that when you're in the armed forces, you live on a military base. You are fed in the dining hall, I assume. So I think a lot of your expenses in life are taken care of by the military. So even if you don't get paid a lot, you don't have a lot of daily expenses. So um, that's an interesting question. I should look that up sometime. Um, Lolly Lolly has the next question. Lolly says, Bonjour Bob, what does AWOL mean exactly? Merci Bob le Canadien. It says Cacadienne, but I'm not sure what that means because it might mean a bad word in French. We'll see. Anyways, AWOL means away without leave or away without Oh, I forget the other version. Um, basically, it means that you did not have permission to leave the military base. So you are away without having been given permission by somebody. Um, so AWOL, let me make sure that I get this right. Because there's two, it means two things, basically. It means absent without leave or away without leave. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Andre says... Hi, Bob. I'm from Ukraine. Is the U.S. Army similar to the Canadian one? What's the difference? Um, so the biggest difference is the United States Army is way bigger than the Canadian Army. Okay, Canada has a relatively small army and a relatively small navy compared to the United States. So um, that's all I can tell you. Other than that, it's probably fairly similar. Our navy and our army is just <laughs> way smaller. Uh, no problem, Lolly. I, I thought that was funny. Bob the Kakadian. So anyways, a few other military vehicles. This is something we would call a Humvee. Um, some people would call it a Hummer. So a Humvee is a four-wheel drive military vehicle that you will see sometimes soldiers driving around. Um, another uh, military uh, vehicle that is has a weapon on it is a tank. So this is a tank. A tank is a very heavy metal uh, vehicle that is used for fighting wars, which has a bunch of people inside. Um, if you are in the Air Force, you might fly a fighter jet or a jet fighter. You can say both. <laughs> but a fighter jet is a very, very fast airplane that one or two people will be uh, flying that is used to attack or to defend a certain part of the world. So that is a fighter jet. Um, and then a couple other weapons. These are weapons that are no longer used in war. Um, these are swords. I just put this one in here because I thought it would be fun uh, to talk about that sword is pronounced sword even though it has a W in it. Um, so these are older weapons that hundreds of years ago people would have used uh, if there was a war or a conflict. They would have used a sword instead of here we have what we would call a pistol or a handgun, okay? So a small gun that you can use uh, just in your hand would be called a pistol or a handgun. 
Um, and then a larger gun would be called a machine gun. Um, so there are obviously a lot more different types of weapons in the world, um, uh, in the army. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to go into too many details on weapons. Um, so if you are interested in weapons, you can look a few more up. Um, but I'm going to just check if there are a few more questions. Uh, let's see here. Um, this one is from Andy. Andy says, hello from Argentina. Which are the ranks in the military? So I don't know all the ranks, but there are ranks like sergeant, um, lieutenant, um, uh, general, um, and that's about as far as I can go. <laughs> uh, I know in the Navy, there are a lot of different ranks as well. Lolly says, sorry, I meant Bob Le Canadien. <laughs> Thanks, Lolly Lolly. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat, and it's no problem. Um, it was a funny spelling mistake that you made, so I really liked it. It was very cool. Uh, next one here. Um, next one is from Shamil. Hi, Bob. Do you have cadet platoons in your school? So we don't have platoons or um, things like that in our schools. But in Canada, if, if someone is a teenager and they think they might want to go in the army, but they're not old enough, they can join what's called the air cadets. I think we have army cadets as well, but they might have a different name. Um, and that's just a group of young people that meet at night uh, and they learn life skills. Um, they have a uniform uh, and they just practice different things uh, like how to survive out in the woods. Um, but we do have what are called cadets. Okay, so Army cadets, Navy cadets. I think we have Navy cadets. I'm not sure. And then uh, air cadets. So um, there's actually an air cadet corps uh, in my town. Um, let's see here. Um, so I'm just, this is not related, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. Layla says, hi, Bob, you started a bit early today. Uh, may we say I'm sitting on the roof as we say I'm sitting in the terrace. So you would say I'm sitting on the roof or I'm sitting on the terrace. And I just put that question in, even though it's not about the military, uh, to mention that we did have time change in Canada last weekend. So I know that this live lesson is happening an hour earlier than it normally would happen. And I think that's why we only have 360 people here instead of the normal 450 or 550. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that time changed because I know in a lot of countries time doesn't change. Um, so I'm sorry that this live lesson is a bit uh, on a different schedule. So hopefully that works for people. Um, I actually could have done it later today because I, I don't have school, but I didn't really think of it. I just thought I'll do it at 7.30 the normal time. Um, let's go to the next question. Um, Lily from Vietnam says, "How do you call a soldier? What do you call a soldier who is very good at shooting from a far distance?" So we would call that a sniper. Um, that's what we would call it. So let me see here. Um, just looking at. Oh yeah. Anyway, so someone who can shoot a gun from really far away we would call a sniper. So, um, and it's possible that some of you have played computer games that are based on people fighting each other. And you might be more familiar with some of the things uh, from that. Um, next question. Let's see here. Um, so I have a thank you here for from someone from a country that is thankful that Canada um, helped in a war recently. So I, I appreciate the thanks. Um, that is very nice of you. And it's basically Highline says, hi, Bob, good morning. South Korea is very grateful to Canada for supporting, participating in the Korean War. 
does Canada have a history of war? So Canada does have a history of war, um, but it is fairly old. We definitely fought in World War I and II. Um, and if you are interested in knowing a little bit more about the wars and conflicts that Canada has been involved in, I suggest that you look it up. I am not the best person uh, to talk about history right now, um, but uh, um, that is something that you can easily find and maybe that will be some nice reading for you later today. Emily says, hi Bob, is military incurred policy in Canada? So Emily, I'm not sure what you're asking, but I'm, I'm wondering if you're just asking whether there is mandatory require, if there, whether it's mandatory to serve in the military encounter uh, in Canada. Um, so uh, no, you do not have to serve. I did just see Renata in the chat say, I played Counter-Strike a lot as a kid. I played Counter-Strike a lot as a kid, Renata. So quite often I played that game uh, when I was a lot younger. So that I find that pretty cool and interesting that you said that. Um, hey, one of the sad parts of war and conflict is that you have wounded. So we use the word wounded to describe people who have been injured in combat. Sorry, I didn't mention the word combat, but when you are in combat, it means you are actually fighting other people. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, uh, one of the worst things about war is that people are wounded or people are killed. So we actually call people who are injured the wounded. You know, he was wounded, or you could say that hospital has a lot of wounded. Notice how I used it two different ways. If you are um, fighting in a war and you get hurt, we would say that you were wounded. So he was wounded while fighting in the war. But we also use it to describe all of the people who were injured. So you could say there are a lot of wounded in this hospital. Um, and one of the other things, a while back I had a person, a picture of a person who was wearing a lot of medals. Most people in the military, uh, when they do well, when they are someone who helps save other people in the military or they do something that is hero heroic, um, they will get a medal. So a medal is something that is awarded to you when you are in the military for good service or for doing something that's quite helpful. So uh, let me just jump over to the questions again. Um, Ken has the next question. Ken says, hello, teacher Bob. I want to ask about arms and weapons. Are these words the same meaning? And are there, is there any difference? So we do call them arms, right? Um, so the more common word would be weapons, okay? So if you, would just, you were to say, you know, oh, that person has a lot of arms, like he's, he's bought a lot of weapons, we wouldn't use the word arms very often. We use weapons definitely a lot more than the word arms. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> this is not about the military, but that's a good question anyways. Dan from Russia says, hi, Bob, I'm a newbie on your channel. Could you explain why there are so many jokes about Canadian accent, the Canadian accent uh, and that you are saying sorry all the time? Thanks. Um, because we say sorry a lot. We also, when we say sorry, we have a bit of an accent when we say sorry compared to other um, English uh, speaking countries. So Canadians say sorry a lot. We apologize a lot. Um, and it's kind of a funny little quirk about Canadians. Um, uh, Let's see, um, Ramon posted one, but I'm not gonna post it because I think it was supposed to be a joke, but uh, I'm gonna leave that one off. Uh, let me clean up my questions here. Let's go right there, there we go. So questions cleaned up. Um, so uh, again, this live stream was about 
the military, thank you so much for watching. Um, I didn't realize it, but it's almost been 15 minutes or 45 minutes. Uh, I'm glad that I was able to do a full 45 minutes this week, a full lesson for you on the military. Um, I hope this was somewhat useful for you. Um, I hope that you were able to, um, uh, to learn a few things. Mostly, I thought this would be a good topic uh, for you uh, if you are someone who reads the news a lot or if you are someone who likes reading about history. Uh, I thought this would be a good topic for you to learn a little bit more, um, a few more words and phrases that you will see uh, when you are reading the news or when you are watching the news. So anyways, thank you so much for watching. Uh, thumbs up, subscribe if you're new here. Please come back and watch parts of the video tomorrow with English subtitles on. That will be very, very helpful for you. Um, thanks to uh, Todd for moderating the chat. Uh, big shout out to Sean from Free99 English who's back uh, and hanging out with us again. That's awesome. And I hope you all have a great weekend. Uh, again, sorry that the live lesson was earlier than normal. Um, hopefully, uh, many of you can uh, catch this as a replay later. Anyways, I'm Bob the Canadian. Have a good day. I'm going to push the stop button now uh, and I hope you have a good weekend. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.